You're listening to the This Is How We See It podcast with your host, Eric Lee. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. Now, here's Eric. Thanks for tuning into the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee and thank you for spending just a little bit of your day with me again. So let's get right to it. So I wanted to talk about something that I read on social media that disturbed me very much. Now, I have been very vocal about my faith. I've been very vocal of the fact that I am a Christian. I am a follower of Jesus Christ, the teachings of Jesus Christ. I'm not perfect by any means, and and I do not think that I am better than other people. I'm not one of those holier-than-thou Christians, but I do follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. I am a follower of Christ. Now, I was on Twitter, and again, you know, I've said this so many times on this show, Twitter has just completely changed uh, since uh, it was taken over by someone else. Um, and I read this post from a guy And the post was about false prophets, okay? And he he had this long list of preachers, and they all seemed to be like uh, preachers who had a ministry on television. He had a long list, uh, and some were very well known, and some I had never heard of in my life. But he had a list and he he called all of the preachers on this list false prophets and it seemed that it was due to them and i quote promoting prosperity gospel hmm. prosperity gospel now I'm not a preacher. I've never claimed to be a preacher. But as I have told you all before, I have devoted three years of my life to the study of the Bible. Yes, I did. Because I wanted a better understanding of it. Okay, and I still don't know everything, you know, I, I, you know, there are people who know way more than I do, but I certainly know some things and I am going to um, show you, you know, I don't, I don't know too much about this prosperity gospel, you know, people, you know, what, what it is and, 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 and you know, what was so funny is that a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, 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 you know, these preachers. And then some people were were saying, you know, oh, you forgot this person. You forgot that person. 
And then some people like me, I didn't say this because I am not one. To, I don't I don't combat people all the time on Facebook unless I really, really feel passionate about something. But because I believe that everybody sort of has their own, you know, uh, their own their own thoughts, you know, and 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 I understand that sometimes other people's thinking isn't going to coincide with mine. But some people were saying, like, who are you? Who are you to call someone a false prophet? Like, who made you judge, you know, of people? And um, this one guy, I love the, the uh, uh, reply from one guy. And he said this. He said, I don't know too much about prosperity gospel. He said, but I know I don't want anything to do with broke a broke gospel, <laughs> which I thought was cute. So here is a quote I got from a website called tifwe.org, which is like a religious uh, site. And they were talking about, you know, this prosperity gospel thing. And it says this, one era Christians can make in their understanding of money is to think wealth is inherently sinful and creating and accruing wealth is contrary to God's plan. In fact, wealth creation and proper stewardship, that's key, proper stewardship are consistent with human flourishing. Now, it also says this, a twin error to the disparagement of wealth is the idea that faithfulness to God necessarily results in material prosperity. Again, I don't know too much about this prosperity gospel, but what I do know is that the Bible talks about blessings. Let me ask you this. If you were like a potato farmer or like a, like a corn farmer or something like that, and you had an acre of land to which you could, you know, for you to, for you to farm, but you didn't plant any seeds in the soil. How are you expecting a harvest from seeds you did not sow? Or, or say that, that you only planted seeds on half of the acre. Why would you expect a harvest on the full acre? Genesis 8 and 22 says this. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Seed time and harvest are two important concepts and principles we can see laid out all throughout Scripture. Physically speaking, seed time 
is a time of sowing the seeds and harvest is the time of reaping what was sown. Prophetically, these encompass the idea of God's provision in our lives. So in other words, if you don't plant any seeds, then you can't reap a harvest. Galatians 6 and 7 says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Again, sowing and reaping. Every action, big or small, good or evil, is a seed. All spiritual seeds will bear fruit whether the sower anticipates it or not. Now, we have only but to look in this political arena to see sowing and reaping. People that sow evil, sow lies, sow deceit, they will reap an evil Harvest. Sometimes when we are going through things and it's just like, Lord, like, wow, everything keeps coming at me. It may be that you are reaping some nasty seeds that you sowed. Now, I'm no prophet. I'm not trying to say I'm a prophet, but I'm saying that sometimes it could be that you are reaping what you sowed. Money is a seed. And when you sow that seed into the work of the Lord, you will receive a harvest. Now, the harvest may not always be monetary. It could come in the form of like healing of a disease, healing of an ailment. It could be that God blessed you with a new job. It could be that, you know, you applied for a loan and, and, and you know, he, he, you know, you didn't think you were going to get it, but he made a way for your loan to be approved. It's not always money, but it could be money. Luke 6.38 says this. Now, this is the mouth of Jesus. This is Jesus talking. Okay, this is, this, is, this, this is the red writing here. Luke 6.38, Jesus says this. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. You know how you, you know, like if you're packing your suitcase or you're packing a bag and you keep pressing stuff down, well, you press stuff down so you can put more into the suitcase or put more into the bag. This is what Jesus is saying here. Give and it shall be given unto you like that. Good measure. 
The measure, measure means the amount. Pressed down, shaking together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. Again, measured means the amount. That's, that certainly sounds like prosperity to me. That certainly sounds like blessings to me. 2 Corinthians 9 and 6 says this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously shall reap generously. So what that means is what you give, you'll receive. If you give a little bit, you'll receive a little bit. If you give bountifully, if you give generously, you will receive that. Again, it's not always money. Because here's another thing. What good is it to have all the money in the world, but you're sick? So blessings, reapings could come in in healings. What, what, what good is it for you to have all, all these millions and millions of dollars in the bank, but, but your mind is so tormented? Peace of mind is a blessing. 2 Corinthians 9 and 10 says this, Now may he, Christ, who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, Supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Increase. Certainly sounds like blessings to me. Sounds like an overflow of blessings to me. Again, I don't know about this prosperity gospel that people are, you know, talking about. But clearly... God blesses those who give. Now, let me say this. You cannot be in it just for the money. You can't worship money. The Bible also warns us about greed. Some people are just in ministry just for the money. And they will reap their just reward for that. What should it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? You can't just be in it for money. Greed. A lot, of, a lot of stuff that is happening, again, look to the political arena. A lot of this stuff that's happening now is because of greed. Now, here's another misconception about money. Some people quote the Bible as saying that money is the root of all evil. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that the Love of money is the root of all evil. When you'll do anything and when you'll say anything to get it. When you when you will trample over whoever is in your way to get to the top. 
That is when money is a bad thing. Third John, the first chapter and the second verse, and this will be my last scripture. It says this, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So again, I don't know too much about all of this preaching about, you know, this prosperity gospel thing, but clearly God wants us to prosper. He doesn't want us to chase behind money more than him because that's greed. He doesn't want us to do anything, say anything, lie, cheat, steal for it. No, he doesn't want us to do that for it. He wants us to trust him for it and give. I tell anybody, give. We used to sing this song in, in, in this little Pentecostal church that I grew up in. And it would say, you can't beat God giving no matter how you try. Because the more you give, the more he'll give to you. Well, that's my show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.